Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Wagner Dos Santos, and this is Wagner Live Interviews. Today, I have the privilege to welcome a special guest to this show. Um, his name is Hernan Tagliani, and is he's a leading Hispanic communications expert, public speaker, and author. Uh, Hernan is also president of a Hispanic advertising agency named The Group Advertising, and his latest book, The Hispanic Market for Corporate America, How to Make Your Brand Culturally Relevant, helps CEOs and marketing executives get the answers they need to develop a strong and successful multicultural strategy. Great book. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about him and his background. Have I got your attention yet? I thought so. Let's get started. This is Wagner Live, a live video talk show and podcast, and your destination for trending topics in marketing, advertising, branding, and business. Straight talking marketing maverick, Wagner Dos Santos is your host. Here's Wagner. All right, without further ado, I introduce to you, Hernan. How are you? Hey, how are you doing? Thank you for having me in uh, in your show. Uh, thank, thanks for being on the show. I'm I'm really uh, I'm really excited to have you here. And um, uh, for the occasion, I decided to wear my Real Madrid shirt. I mean, you know, I, just, just because it was the, the the quickest thing that I could find that had some roots to to Spain and to Spanish. Um, I didn't have uh, I didn't have a, a you know an Ar uh, Argentinian jersey, jersey, but but then again. That would that would upset my Brazilian family if I did that. So you know how that goes. No problem. No problem. <laughs> so um, so listen, um, I um, I read your book and uh, it's it's excellent. And uh, but first, I want to rewind before we get into all of that. Uh, I want to kind of rewind. And uh, I've known you for some years now. I I, I kind of lost count, but I. I think probably about 10 years, if, if, yes. if so, something like that. Right. And, mm -hmm. but all that time, I think I've been mispronouncing your name and I might've done it on the show. Now, how do you pronounce your last name properly? Tagliani. Oh, so I did say that correctly. Yes, you did. Okay. Say For some reason, I thought you pronounced it with the G silent. Uh, no, no. Okay, no. good. All right, good. We're in good shape. All right. So we're done yeah. with the show. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so listen, um, gave you an introduction, but, um, maybe in your own words, um, uh, tell, tell our listeners and our viewers uh, a little bit about, uh, your background and, um, uh, you know, your, your journey to, to where you are today, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was born and raised in Argentina. I work in advertising since I was 17 years old. Uh, in Buenos Aires, Argentina, I worked for different uh, American ad agencies, uh, working with some international brands. I had the opportunity to have my own agency in 1999 with two partners. Uh, why I'm in the, the United States? Well, basically, I, I made the best decision of my life, which is to Married my wife. I met her in Argentina. Um, we had a long distance relationship and decided to sell my agency to my partners and move here and start all over again. Uh, I had the privilege to work uh, with uh, different ad agencies here in uh, Central Florida. But in 2006, uh, I decided to branch out and open the group advertising. And the reason why I did it is because 
I felt that I had something very powerful to offer, and it was the ability to teach corporate America how to seize one of the greatest sales opportunities next to the general market. So as you can imagine, in 2006, uh, to have uh, the chance of people to be open to embrace a new marketing approach, it really took a very superhuman determination. But uh, we, can, we can say that 11 years after, we are still in business. Uh, we're growing. Um, we have offices in Miami and in New York. And we are one of the fastest growing uh, ad agencies um, here in the state of Florida. And uh, we really love what we do, and we have some great clients. And, um, and the idea is to you know, keep educating and keep uh, helping executives in uh, how they can grow their business uh, moving forward as uh, America is changing and, and becoming more diverse and more multicultural. So uh, it is important to have the right strategy uh, to assure growth in your organization um, to reach this growing demographic. Oh, that's excellent. I think you you convey um, a lot of that in a, in, a, in a great way in the book. Um, in fact, um, I would say that uh, the book for anyone that hasn't had the opportunity to pick it up yet, it's um, and, and I'll also say that for someone who may not be well versed in Hispanic marketing and feels that, oh, this is going to be a very heavy topic. Well, um, the way that you write the book, it's very easy to absorb. You have some great facts and it's a uh, it's, it's a relatively easy read. It's something that, you know, you could put put by your bedside and and uh, get a good chunk of knowledge before you go to sleep, you know, well. Thank you for for that feedback, and uh, and uh, it really makes me very very happy. Um, you know, the way I wrote the book is I decided to put myself in the shoes of uh, a CEO, a chief marketing officer, and executive people that you know they're very busy during the day; they don't have enough time. Um, so I try to have uh, a very concise and powerful content. Uh, not a, a, a big book, but very straight to the point where I can I can make my validation and uh, and and share some you know uh, tools and tactics that executives can implement uh, for a successful uh, campaign or outreach uh, with Hispanics. Well, um, I want to start. Uh, also with the with the your intro um, that uh, that I really liked you you said and I quote you don't have to change the way you are doing business you just need to cater to and invite Hispanics to your business I thought that was pretty poignant absolutely uh, one of the the biggest uh, mistakes that we see on, on on companies and on brands is that they look at the Hispanic market and immediately they they kind of like freeze and freaked out. Let's let's put it that way, because they think that everything has to change now to Spanish, from websites to collateral materials to everything. And uh, we always tell clients, you know, um, you have to crawl, you walk, and then you run. Um, so it is important uh, at the end of the day to embrace this growing and fastest uh, demographic. And how do you do that is by having the right, uh, the right campaign, the right approach, the right elements, and, um, and make them feel welcome. Uh, people do not buy brands, they products, they buy brand experiences. So from the moment they walk inside the store, it's, it's about that experience. 
um, that they, they they go through it. So it's very important to have uh, to have that option available uh, for them. If somebody comes to your car dealer or to your restaurant, and they would like to uh, uh, have some help or somebody that speaks Spanish or some uh, collateral materials, for example. So you have to have that option to be available for them. That doesn't mean that everything has to change uh, from English to Spanish. As we know, the growth from Hispanic markets comes from U.S. Hispanics. The more acculturated, the more the use of English. Um, and it is important to highlight that uh, your campaign overall for U.S. Hispanics has to be uh, culturally relevant. That's why I talk in the book how to make your brand culturally relevant. Yeah, and you you said that uh, well about you know remember Hispanics they want to be sold they want brands to embrace their cultural relevancy so 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 let let's talk about that first of all uh, interesting stat that you have in there talking about how uh, minorities will constitute eighty percent of the U S population growth between two thousand fifteen and two thousand and twenty twenty um, that's huge and I I don't know if people really um, understand the impact. Uh, yes. that that means now i don't know if you you have any idea of within that 80 percent uh how much of that would be hispanic but it's going to be 51.51.7 percent of that 80 percent uh will be hispanic so that's why um the market is, is is changing is growing at a really fast pace and but the census is also talking about that the growth moving forward will come as i said before from minorities and also from millennials so within the U.S. Uh, millennials, uh, Hispanics represent a little over 25% of overall U.S. millennials. So it is also estimated that 42% of the Hispanic population is millennial. The average age is 27 years old, which is 10 years younger than non-Hispanics. So even if you, are want, you want to reach just millennials, Hispanics has to be a key component component, sorry, of that outreach, because you're talking about that 25% of U.S. millennials is Hispanic. One out of four millennials is Hispanic. Mm. That's uh, that's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, and, and I want to get to the millennials in just a second, because um, you had some really interesting things to say in the book about um, how Hispanic millennials differ from, from others. Mm -hmm. um, uh, first, first kind of differentiator I want to talk about is Hispanics versus Latinos. I, I think that, um, and you agree with this as well, that sometimes the two are expressed as if they're uh, synonymous or homogenous, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. and that's not really the case, right? Correct, correct, and that's a big confusion. This started in 1970 when the government introduced the term of. Hispanic for political purpose. And then in the year 2000, the census incorporated the term of Latinos. But uh, the reality is, if we go to the dictionary, you know, Hispanics uh, basically refers to uh, language, whether you or your ancestors, they come from a country that uh, speaks Spanish. Latinos, if we go to the dictionary, refers more to geographic area. So whether there are people from South America, or South American peoples living in the U.S., including those countries from Central and the Caribbean that speak Spanish. But it's very subjective. You know, depending on who you ask, they're going to tell you, I feel I'm Hispanic, or other ones, they will tell you I'm uh, Latino. Um, so it's a matter 
it's a matter of choice. Um, you, now you have the new uh, Cuban America with a hyphen. Uh, you're going to see that more and more Puerto Rican American or New Yorican. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, Hispanics, they, they show a strong association of the country where they are from or where their uh, parents are from. So uh, when you ask them, what are you? They're going to tell you I'm American, but my dad is from Peru and my mom is from Cuba. Um, so that's what I'm saying. It's very subjective of who you ask. To um, I feel myself, I'm a Hispanic American because I'm proud of my Hispanic heritage and I'm also proud of my American heritage because I'm a U.S. citizen. So I I I, I present myself as Hispanic American. The other day I had a conversation with a good friend of mine that she's uh, from Argentina where I, I grew up. But she says, I can't believe you're not Latino. And I'm like, well, that's the way you see it and the way you want to. Well, but you were born in South America. But that doesn't mean how I feel. Um, so that's why in the book I talk about Hispanic market and I name it Hispanic because on the marketing world, uh, marketers tend to use the word Hispanic market. So to appeal right. more to them and entice them, that's why I use the term Hispanic. Gotcha. But, it, but, but in, in truth, there's uh, there's Latino marketing as well, which right. would be, which would be much more culturally focused. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, you know, um, Americans um, and not all. It depends on where you, what part of the country you're in. But there are many, many Americans. And I know I'm stereotyping here that are geographically challenged and uh, they don't really if you know, I'm of um, Portuguese descent and uh, I have a, have a quarter Italian, but mostly Portuguese and family in Brazil and Portugal. And um, Americans, um, especially Portugal, is a very small country, right? Um, you have a lot of Spanish-speaking countries, but, n- you know, not as many, arguably, in Portuguese. And so some people that don't know Portuguese, I said, oh, you're Hispanic. But I'm not. And I keep having to correct myself because to be Hispanic, you have to be Spanish-speaking. And I'm mm-hmm. Portuguese-speaking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and there's a lot of confusion sometimes as far as that is even concerned because uh, Spain and Portugal are such close neighbors. I've I've heard before that, uh, well, isn't Portugal part of Spain? <laughs> 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 no, I'll give you some books to read, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so... Um, Interesting, too, that I thought that I read in your book about um, and I wasn't really aware of this, but it makes sense that Hispanics don't always classify themselves as Hispanic. Right. They 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 may be Hispanic, but maybe in in, in census or some other types of surveys or whatever they're filling out, they may actually put white. Right. Correct. And so um, do you see that as a challenge with being able to connect with that audience when they're not even responding or associating with with that with that segment in that race? No, I I don't think as a challenge at the end of the day. um, And and I see this a lot on the American way. They are so caught up on terms and 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 and, and statistic and and political correct now that we we bring this term during the, the this presidential election uh at the end of the day is is how to connect with them appealing to uh core values uh, from uh, and common dominators from the hispanic culture or the latino culture um so uh, to be successful with the Hispanic market, you know, and for a campaign to be successful, uh, you need to uh, understand exactly 
who your target audience is, um, whether they are more, the, the level of acculturation that they have, there's third or fourth, second or third generation, or they're foreign born Hispanics. And then find out from there, what are those common dominators that you can uh, portray in your campaign and appeal to them and uh, creating a message that uh, they, you get it across and you make the point and being creative with the idea, with the concept. Um, instead of, I have to make a campaign for Argentinians or Mexicans or mm -hmm. Colombians, or uh, that, that's when it gets too, um, uh, not, not so cost effective and, 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 and not, it's not going to produce the results you're looking for. You need to use uh, what we use in, in the agency, we use Castellano and uh, we use words that, you know, the message will get across no matter what nationality are you from. Now, if you're talking about that you're a brand and you're sponsoring specific event, let's say the Puerto Rican parade, and you want to have a more personalized message. So then, yes, as you know, that on that specific moment and time, on that specific event, you're going to have 100% Puerto Rican people in that event, and you're a big sponsor. So you can go ahead and use that slang that they use, the language variation, which is not a dialect. People in Hispanic have different dialects. It is incorrect. They have language variations. Mm. And I talk about that in the book. Um, so that's when you can justify to do a specific approach that way. But on a national campaign, on a regional campaign, you need to make sure you appeal to those common dominators and how your brand can feed on that specific part of their of their lifestyle. And and Hernan uh, for 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 our viewers and and listeners, when you're talking about Castellano or Castilian, you're talking about uh, the language derived straight from Spain, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's why you know uh, uh, when we start talking about slang and and when we talk about translations that i talk in the book about translations and trust creations that's the worst mistake that a company can make or a brand can make uh, you know and i see it on a daily basis uh, we mm. meet with national brands that you think well they know what they're doing uh, you know they're big brands they have big uh, marketing budgets but when we start digger, uh, digging a little deeper and uh, we find out that all they have been doing is just translating english to spanish uh, most of the time, those campaigns have been translated by their employees mm -hmm. or by uh, their agency that, you know, whether that agency has an employee that is part of the team or they hire a translation company to do, translate the campaign into Spanish, but nobody really review that translation. You know, we do everything uh, in-house and when we have large projects, which uh, that project's uh, means that there's a lot of translation let's say it's a large brochure you know we tend to send it out but my copywriters they go through it uh, just to make sure it is it has that advertising uh, message and, and 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 it doesn't sound like a straight translation and and nowadays we know okay this guy who translate this is a Mexican or is a Colombian because mm -hmm. we know the, the the words that they use so Right. At the end of the day, we want that each brand welcomes everybody, and that's what you need to portray in your 
uh, advertising your message, not just one specific demographic. And and Herner, who do, who do we call that 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 Spanish speaking person at the agency? That... We call the token Hispanic. <laughs> I used right. to be one of them, and that's why I decided to uh, to branch out. You know, for being bilingual, yeah. I was always the token Hispanic. Uh, you know, working for 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 these agencies, sometimes clients they didn't have a clue that. Uh, you know, I was the one uh, translating their campaign, which uh, that was uh, sometimes the fights that I have with the owners of that agency that I was telling them, you know, it's, it's lacking of a strategy. Uh, this is not going to work. Right. You create a campaign thinking in the general market, but when it comes to Hispanics, it's just different culture. So uh, you can't translate a straight translation. So, right. Um, well, you're, you're much more than a token. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I want to I want to shift gears and and talk about uh, millennials because you you started uh, talking about them a little bit the Hispanic millennials and um, I really liked in your book how you you honed in not just on the overall importance of millennials but specifically Hispanic millennials um, who are not necessarily cut from the same cloth of every other millennial so can you give us a little a little taste of that yeah uh, as I said before you know Hispanic millennials uh, they represent uh, 25 percent of overall u.s millennials it is also estimated that uh, by 2026 the majority of people 1824 which is right within the millennial group uh will be non-white so that's where we're we're becoming a, a multicultural a multicultural nation so the difference uh, hispanic millennials uh they have is you know they they still embrace part of the uh of the culture the hispanic culture uh such as uh, family food uh music uh but they also incorporate the some of the american values you know mm -hmm. more like the um openness on on on, on relationship being more open-minded so today i was uh participating in a, in a presentation from, from Univision about uh, the millennials, Hispanic millennials' parents, and how the dynamic uh, has been changing and continues to change in the point of view that, uh, you know, if we look at more the older Hispanic, uh, more on a conservative way, you know, that tend to, the father tends to work and moms tend to stay home and take care of the kids. Uh, now this is changing, you know, now um, it's changing the point of view that not only dad is working, but mom is working and they're both very important uh, about the role they're going to be playing as parents and the mutual uh, responsibility of raising the kids at the same time. For many uh, Latinas, uh, you know, it's very important, uh, you know, to succeed and what they're doing at work and, and, and contributing to the community uh, instead of just being behind the scene, taking care of the kids. So the more and more um, this, this nation is, is growing and millennials from generation to generations, we're going to see this change uh, uh, in, in, in the coming uh, you know, years and, and decades. Um, Hispanic millennials, as you know, as, as, as regular uh, others millennials, they they are very key and they over-index on the usage of uh, technology and er early adopters of, 
of, of technology. Um, it is estimated that 87% of Hispanics, uh, millennials, they access to the internet through their mobile device. So uh, it is important as part of your overall marketing uh, strategy and execution of marketing plan to incorporate the digital aspect on it, including social media. Mm. Um, out of those Hispanics that they are online, 90% they are on social media, 90%. Wow. So it is estimated that 26 million of Hispanics are on Facebook. And out of that 26 million, 10 million are Spanish dominant, and then uh, the rest is 9 million, um, they are on uh, English, uh, sorry, uh, bilingual, mm -hmm. and then the rest is uh, English dominant. So it is important uh, to add the digital and social media uh, component into your marketing campaign if you really want to achieve growth with your brand once you start reaching uh, the new, the new upcoming uh, Hispanic. They call the Nuevo Latino. That's mm. what the Hispanic millennials right. uh, are called. Right. Wow, that's 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 fascinating, and and I, I'm sure that keeps you busy because um, the the old notion, uh, the the Latinos viejos, I suppose, um, yeah. you know that that's uh, that's not that's not where they are today, and uh, and some agencies perhaps or marketers or advertisers that learned you know something about Hispanic marketing or Latino culture and they're fixed on the old ways are going to be behind today. Absolutely. Right. As the market is evolving, agencies, they have to evolve. Um, and, and understanding uh, your, your audience and, and how you uh, trigger their behavior and how you can introduce the brand to them in a very compelling way, uh, that is key. Uh, mm. That is key. Um, you know, as before, they, sometimes we see cases that... Uh, they lack of a strategy or cultural relevancy. Um, clients tend to see the Hispanic market more on a language standpoint instead of understanding the culture, uh, which is fascinating to me in the point of view as marketers. You know, uh, you know that to be successful with your campaign, you have to have a plan, a strategy, a budget, and stick to it. But when it comes to Hispanic market, they don't put that common sense in place, which is fascinating. You know. Um, some of them, they see it more as a, let's translate English to Spanish, let's try some media, radio, TV, and let's see the ROI or the results. And then from there, I will determine if I'm going to be committed or no. Um, so that's a way of wasting, wasting your money. You know, you gotta have a compelling message and campaign. Uh, absolutely. That, that goes, go, goes, uh, you know, it's without question with, uh, with any marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and and so, you know, speaking of campaigns and and advertising and media, um, what, what do you think are some of the mistakes that um, that we see in the media of the portrayal of Hispanics and Latinos? What are some of the ones that are glaring to you? The classic is the the immediately the is Hispanic market. Okay, let's put the the um, a big. Um, mariachi hat into a person uh, reaching the Hispanic market. Oh, That's a classic one. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> we see it on a daily basis. Um, you know, another mistake that we see on, 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 on portraying the Hispanic market um, is uh, basically, uh, you know, they just 
they just think that it's just uh, uh, people that speak Spanish, yeah. you know, and they forget about the U.S. Hispanic, which they speak English. So to be successful with Hispanic, you have to have the right combination of both. You know, you have to reach in English and you have to reach in Spanish. But one of the biggest mistakes that we see is uh, companies tend to see the U.S. Hispanic market as, well, he was born in the U.S., he speaks English, I don't need to do anything for them because my English campaign will relate to them. Mm -hmm. And the answer is incorrect because even if you do your message in English, you need to make sure of that cultural relevancy. The message has to be culturally relevant and appeal to their needs um, with messages that have been created for them and to them. Only then is when you achieve the brand engagement and results that you're looking for. Um, you know, assuming that because this person was born in the U.S. is fully assimilated and he's an American guy is incorrect. Hispanic lives these two worlds, you know, English and, and Spanish. Um, today, when I was uh, in this uh, presentation from uh, about Hispanics and, uh, and millennials' parents, one of the big characteristics that I saw, which is a resemble of the, of, of, of the older Hispanics, is the me-time. For Hispanic millennials, they, they think that the me-time is the we-time. Mm. So it's spending time with their kids. Mm. Um, also, they talk about you know, how millennials, Hispanic millennials, uh, they tend to take their kids to more places, whether if it is going out for shopping, whether if it is uh, going on vacation. Um, so brands need to be aware uh, of that dynamic uh, between, uh, you know, U.S. Hispanic millennial parents and the kid. And they need to be prepared that if you're going to have U.S. Hispanic millennials or Hispanic overall that will come to your store to do business with you, make sure to have the right experience and accommodations ready. Uh, you know, we work with different brands, and uh, one of them is a car dealer here in, in Central Florida, which they have done a, a phenomenal job with Hispanic, and we have helped them over the past three years. But he's all about experience. He wants to make sure that when they walk inside their store, uh, they feel welcome. You know, they have bilingual salespeople in the team. Uh, even in some of the stores, they have a playground for kids with video mm. games. Mm. So why? Because when they go to purchase a car, they tend to bring their kids and sometimes uh, some of the family members. So it's a big ticket item and they want to make sure they're making the right decision. So it's uh, getting used to that um, experience and, and, and having the right things in place um, for them to, uh, to make them feel welcome and then uh, buy your products and do business. But once you have them, you have a very loyal customer. They are known for being very loyal and for and for bringing more business uh to your to your to your company right well no i i i think that um there's there's there really should be no reason right that that you you don't 
properly cater to the audience that you want to speak to. And as marketers and advertisers, um, those of us that have been you know in the business and are trained, we know that we look at the research, we segment, we micro segment, we create uh, consumer profiles, and we we look to make the campaigns, the marketing, and advertising relevant to those segments or micro segments we created. So um, it's it's a shame that some people kind of stop there and if they forget that you know there needs to be cultural relevance and there needs to we we need to understand the dynamics of the hispanic and and latino cultures yeah look one of the many times the excuse that i received from from some marketing executives is that i do not have budget for the hispanic market initiative or uh, my current budget is not uh, is not big enough. Mm. Uh, so I always tell them, just because your company may not be performing well in the general market, doesn't mean you can't excel for the Hispanic market. You know, we learn at the university the way to grow your business is to cater to new markets. So as U.S. is becoming more multicultural and the growth more and more are going to come is going to come from minorities. You can sweep under the rag the Hispanic market. You can't ignore it anymore. Um, it's just sometimes, you know, common sense for some executives is not common anymore. But uh, or for some of them, uh, uh, translate to more work of what they have to do. But at the end of the day, you have to think as a business person. You want to, your business to succeed. You want to sell more products, and it is a market that uh, you know slowly but surely. Um, you know, and some people will agree or disagree with me or won't like what I'm going to say, but it will become the new mainstream. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where we're going. Um, you know, so it, it is important to cater to, to this market if you really want to assure a steady growth in your organization. So let, let me let me ask you uh, this final question, and it's something that um, personally I've um, I've debated in my head, if you will, and uh, and it's regarding Hispanics being a race. Now, you said you associate yourself as a Hispanic American, and and proudly so. Um, and and I've all I've been I've been kind of conflicted um, because I I feel that um, you know there are. Uh, sometimes when when we think of race, um, there are very specific, distinctive differences and even appearance. Right? You have Asian, you have African American or Black, and you know you have skin tone differences or facial differences. When you look at Hispanics, um, as well as uh, you know many other. Um, type of backgrounds, um, you know, they come in all shapes and sizes, so to speak. You know, you have uh, some that um, that are uh, very European looking. And of course, you know, you know, in Argentina, there's a there's a, a large Italian, um, you know, influence and background. You have some that have blonde hair and blue eyes that they could pass for white Caucasian. So I've all I've sometimes been conflicted about this Hispanic race because I feel like, um, you know, what's the difference? Like uh, someone who's Portuguese or Italian, um, sometimes they look Hispanic, but they don't fit in a race. So mm -hmm. so why did Hispanics become a race and then those others didn't become a race. So I, I don't know what your thoughts are with that. My thought is Hispanic is, is not a race. It's an ethnicity or an origin. That's the mm. key. Uh, people get confused. Hispanic is a race. We are all one race. We are the human race. 
Yeah. We are the United States of America. Right. So uh, it would be great if people start getting along between each other. And uh, we are all in uh, here, you know, and, uh, and the idea is to uh, work hard and, 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 and provide food and table for the family, pay your taxes, uh, be an excellent uh, citizen and, uh, and, 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 you know, uh, add more into the improve the local economy. You know, so that's why that's how I feel. You know, it's, uh, Hispanic is not a race, it's an ethnicity. And we are one race, which is the human race. I, I completely agree with you on that. Completely agree. Um, there was um, there's a video um, or, or actually an interview with Morgan Freeman years ago. I don't know if you ever saw it. Him and um, he was on CBS with, um, oh, I can't remember now exactly, but a, a you know, longtime journalist on CBS. And he was, uh, this was about um, Black History Month. And I love that interview. I, I repeat that interview to a lot of people, especially when I see racial divide and, and that kind of stuff happening, because he said um, he said he didn't like um, uh, Black History Month. And he was asked, well, why, why don't you like Black History Month? He said, well, why, why should first of all, he said, why should my history be relegated to just a month? And and he said and the interviewer said, OK. And then he looked at the interviewer and said, um, do you um, do you want um, White History Month? And and the interviewer said, well, you know, I'm Jewish. <laughs> and he said, OK, do you want Jewish History Month? And he was like, no. Well, he said, well, I don't want Black History Month. He said, you know what? I, I, I don't want I, I don't want to call you a white man and and you shouldn't be calling me a black man. You know, mm -hmm. we are we we are the same people. And and, uh, you know, when rate and he said, you know, when racism will start as uh, stop will yeah. be when we stop this conversation of dividing ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I loved it, you know. Yeah. And this is a nation that was funded by immigrants. So it's kind of being hypocrite uh, when we start uh, dividing races and colors and, 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 and accents, you know, uh, now with uh with this presidential election with a new uh, president, uh, you mm -hmm. know, sometimes I get feedback from uh, executives. They're like, oh, you know, the Hispanic market now is going to disappear. It's not the right time for me because we're going to build a wall. And I'm like, dude, only two thirds of the U.S. of the Hispanics, U.S. Hispanics are Mexican. Only two thirds. The growth comes from U.S. Hispanic. We're not going anywhere. We're staying yeah. here. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and again that's part of the the lack of education and understanding of all all the different uh Spanish speaking countries and and and, and cultural ethnicities and uh you know you, sometimes you hear this uh, because they're in some areas of the country there's so many Mexicans um that that uh that you find them calling everybody Mexican yes. <laughs> you know and and yes. then insulting people because you know not nothing against Mexicans but those that aren't Mexican are proud of their culture you mm -hmm. know and so it's like well you're calling me a Mexican I'm I'm proud to be Argentinian I'm proud to be Colombian you know and yeah. uh you know you're just saying we're all alike and we're not I'm proud of my country um yeah. So, yeah, so it's interesting. And, and, and I would say, I don't know if you agree that, you know, with the current administration and these, this negative, um, this, uh, this negative aura that's been put out, um, with the, the wall and all that, it seems like it's, it's unified, 
if if anything else. So I I would even say that even if someone is targeting um, Mexicans, Americans, and 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 Mexicans as far as marketing, um, it's probably there's probably a more captive audience than audience than ever before. <laughs> yeah, more than ever now, Hispanic has to be more united. Right. You know, I I, I I see it all the time. Uh, you know, uh, complaining about our rights and and, and, and embracing uh, the Hispanic community. Um, but, you know, also I have seen uh, Hispanic organizations that they don't work together. They have the same mission, the same goal, but everybody's doing their own thing. So it's time to unify. It's time to be one, to be a voice. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a powerful market. Right now it's estimated it's 58 million with a purchase power of 1.5 trillion by 2020 is going to reach 1.7 trillion, which is the U.S. Hispanic purchasing power is larger than the GDP of Mexico. Hmm. And it is considered wow. one of the top 10 economies in the world. Wow. So that's that's how this market is, you know, it's, it's, it's growing and, and, and brands need to um, to pay close attention and, 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 and start addressing this uh, the right way. Well, listen, everybody, pick pick up a copy of his book if you haven't done so already. Um, it's, again, The Hispanic Market for Corporate America, How to Make Your Brand Culturally Relevant. And um, I know that it's available on Amazon.com. I believe it's uh, also available on your website, anywhere else yes. where they can pick it up. On Kindle, too. It's the okay. Kindle version. Amazon has it. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I invite you guys to, to read it and uh, – and any questions, you know, uh, you can uh, visit my website, reach me at, Hernan, at hernantagliani.com. And I appreciate the, the time. I enjoy this conversation. And thank you so much uh, for the hospitality. Well, th thank you so much for being my guest. I, I, I must say you've been one of my, my best guests that I've had um, uh, thus far. You've had so much great knowledge and information that um, I think that my viewers and listeners, uh, those that uh, weren't able to be part of the live show but are going to listen to the recording, uh, I think you gave them so much value. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. Thank you. appreciate that. So that, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. And, um, and if you, um, uh, if you are, um, in and around on Tuesday of next week, we have another live Wagner live show and it's Wagner live insights. And that will be happening on Tuesday and it's going to be a brand new episode. We're excited. We're kicking up into high gear and until then, hope you enjoyed it. This is Wagner. Signing off. This has been another episode of Wagner Live. For replays, show schedules, and more information, go to Wagner.live. Until next time.